It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to cover on today's podcast. You're going to hear from both Yoli Childs and Mark Pope about Childs' decision, stunning decision really, to return to join BYU for one more year, his senior season in a BYU basketball uniform. Let him explain the reasoning behind that and also hear from Mark Pope about his efforts. He called it a relentless pursuit to bring him back. You'll hear from both of them on today's podcast. We also need to talk about some transfer portal news and some kickoff times are announced for BYU football. So plenty to cover on a Friday edition of the show. Let's get to it. Reminder for you guys, today's podcast, we are available on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and also our good friends and a big sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Cougars, the Himalaya Podcast app. Personally curated playlists built for you, or you can build them yourselves. You can like the episodes you want, and they're there to help you find other podcasts that relate to what you like to listen to. So check us out on the Himalaya podcast app. And a reminder for you, when you get in your car, make sure to plug in your smartphone and tell it to play podcast Locked on Cougars. Also today brought to you by our good friends at Hotels.com. We'll tell you about them here in a moment as well. Let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for May 31st, end of the month, 2019. All right, guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked on Cougars. Thanks again for joining us. A lot to get to on today's podcast. In the second and third segments, you're going to hear from Yoli Childs and Mark Pope, of course, the head coach of BYU basketball and his star forward. You'll hear Yoli explain his reasoning for his decision to join or rejoin, I guess, or return to the BYU basketball program. And it was a stunning decision. I'm actually very excited that BYU's got him back. As I, as I said on yesterday's podcast, I really feel like the goal for this team should now be the NCAA tournament bar none entering next season with some of the additions they've got and the return of Yoli Childs to the lineup. Before we get to that, though, let's talk some BYU football. Uh, BYU, ESPN, and Fox announcing a lot of kickoff times for the early part of the season. BYU finding out where they'll play at least the first three weeks of the season and where you can watch them, etc., Kicking things off, uh, we also got to get to our player rundown today, number 90, Devin Kafusi. We'll get to that in a minute. I forgot to mention that in the open. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, kickoff, 90 days away from today, August 29th, 2019, against the University of Utah. BYU and Utah will kick things off. 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time on Thursday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Weather hopefully will be great. Should be cooling off by 8 o'clock at night. And it'll be a late night on a weeknight, but it should be a fun night to kick off the season on the worldwide leader. The following following week, BYU travels to Tennessee. They'll face off against the Volunteers at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. It'll be a 7 o'clock Eastern Time kick on ESPN. So another prime time slot for the Cougars there. And then the following week, their home game against USC gets the national treatment, uh, meaning they'll kick off at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. It's one of the premier slots in ESPN. ESPN's uh, game designations. It'll kick off on either ABC, ESPN, or ESPN2. I'm guessing that all kind of depends on how USC and BYU do through the first two weeks of the season, where it ends up, but nationally televised game there. And then they also announced that the Idaho State game, BYU's FCS, 
CBS game will be set for 1 p.m. kickoff in November and it'll be broadcast on BYU TV and ESPN3. That's November 16th. Um, three other games, the September 21st game against Washington, October 19th against Boise State, and November 9th against Liberty will all be games that will be on the on ESPN Network. So ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN. If the BYU is rocking and rolling, you could see them on ABC again. I would doubt that, but we'll see what happens. So I think all in all, good television slots for the Cougars. We'll see how they're able to fare against this upcoming slate because, as we've talked about before, BYU is the only FBS team to open with four straight Power 5 opponents this season, and it's going to be a grind for them. So there you go. Rundown of where you can catch the Cougars early this season. We'll bring to you any other news that comes out about this as it comes to us, but needed to touch on that today. Also, some news that I broke the other day is that I Junior cornerback Travion Green, who graduated from BYU in April, has entered the NCAA transfer portal. Doesn't necessarily mean he's gone, but he was expected to contend for a starting job for BYU. And if he is leaving, best of luck to him. He didn't play more than just a few snaps for BYU, but for him to get his degree in that short of order, that's a, that's a credit to this young man. And wherever he ends up, he'll have two years of eligibility remaining coming off an ACL tear. I wish him nothing but the best, and and we'll see what happens. He could remain with BYU, but entering the transfer portal means at least he is evaluating his options. All right, let's profile day number 91, Devin Kafusi, the youngest of the Kafusi brothers who have played for BYU in recent years, of course, the the son of former BYU defensive line coach Steve Kafusi. Devin Kafusi is a 6'7", 255 pound defensive end, the sophomore from Timview High School, expected to really be a big part of BYU's pass rush this year, of course carrying on the family tradition. Uh, He had I believe five total tackles, yes, five total tackles and one sack in 2018 playing in a limited role behind his brother Corbin, who was just an absolute stalwart. Uh, He has served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in the Alpine German speaking mission in Central Europe, mainly Switzerland, etc., But a great player. I really feel like he is poised to break out this year if BYU can get him to play to the best of his abilities. Knowing his family legacy, the Kafusi legacy of good pass rush, guys who are stalwart against the run, I really feel like he could have a great year this year, and he got a couple more years to play for BYU potentially beyond that. So it was good to see him back off a mission a year ago, contributing in a backup role behind his brother, because a lot of guys coming off missions, you wonder if they'll be in shape and be able to contribute, and he was able to do that, and that's an impressive feat. So congratulations uh, to Devin Kafusi on that, but now it's his time to step into the limelight and really show what he can do. Bronson and Corbin, Corbin more particularly has said that he believes Devin can be the best of the three brothers. But we're talking about two guys who have made the NFL. Uh, Bronson now with the New York Jets. Corbin currently with the New Orleans Saints. Can Devin Kafusi continue that legacy? We'll find out. But his brothers have faith in him. He's one of the guys that you enjoy talking to. He's always got a smile on his face, similar to what Bronson and Corbin always had. Come from a great family. And here's hoping that... Uh, that Devin can really carry on the tradition of great play from the Kafusi clan for BYU this season. We'll be breaking down players each and every day this weekend. Uh, Tomorrow we're going to number 89, which is Matt Bushman, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Matt Bushman, number 89 on tomorrow's uh, breakdown, and we'll just continue on rolling through the numbers as we count down towards the Holy War. We are 90 days away today. So Devin Kafusi, your player profile. This weekend you'll hear from Matt Bushman and JJ and Wigway in short edition 
recommendations of the podcast, and we'll continue that on throughout the summer as we get ready for college football. All right, there you go. Some thoughts on BYU football. Coming up next, you'll hear from Yoli Childs. He had his press conference yesterday in Provo. He'll explain his reasoning for coming back to BYU for his senior year. And in the final segment, you'll also hear from Mark Pope coming up, BYU basketball head coach. Reminder for you guys before we go that today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's vacation on social media. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Do that, get rewarded, and enjoy your vacation with Hotels.com, a proud sponsor of Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. More in a moment. You are Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Yoli Child spoke to the media yesterday talking about his decision to return to play for BYU. We wanted to play that for you on today's podcast, let you hear some of the questions and answers he had lobbed at him about what his goals are, what he wants to do for BYU in his final year. So without further ado, here's Yoli Childs, BYU forward on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right. Just a quick statement before we get into the questions. Um, this process has been unbelievable and first off I just want to say I'm grateful to to everyone that's helped me with this process you know first off I'm grateful to God and I'm grateful to be a part of this church where I can go to the temple and pray and do all the right things to make a good decision Uh, I'm thankful for my wife thankful for everything she does for me and uh, she's been right beside me throughout this whole process Uh, I'm thankful for the coaching staff here the last coaching staff here, they did amazing things for me, and I'm grateful for BYU and for all the support the fans here have given me uh, no matter what. And, you know, I'm going to be able to be a pro for a really long time, but I only have one more year to do something special here. And I owe it to this school. I owe it to these guys over here, my teammates, to come back and do something amazing. And I just want to go all out and make something special happen for BYU. Um, you waited until just a few hours before the deadline. What was the final factor in your decision to come back to BYU? Uh, the final factor, like I said, was that the opportunities I had right now will be there. And I just want to do something special here. You know, I want to make a big run with these guys. And I want to come back and get my degree. And just those things together were, were huge for me. And just wanted to come back and give it one last swing. Jody Hennessy does Desert News. What kind of opportunities did you have overseas? And were there some offers? And if so, how tempting was that to follow the dollar and follow that professional path instead of coming back? Yeah, I for sure had some overseas opportunities for uh, what some people would consider a significant amount of money. But 
if I played this game just for money, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And obviously that's important and it's important to take care of your family, but uh, I love this game. And I love a lot of things about this game and money's definitely not at the top of that list. Too many conversations with Mark Pope. <laughs> Too many. Uh, BYU is very lucky to to have Coach Pope, and uh, the way he recruited me, and then the conversations we had, and the vision he has for this place is special. And uh, I think recruits coming up are going to see that, and I think it's going to be really big for BYU. Last year, when you went into this process, you came back with some specific instructions from scouts and coaches and GMs about what you needed to do to improve your game. What, what did you get feedback-wise during this season? Yeah, I think uh, I think scouts saw that I got a lot better at some of the things they wanted me to get better at. I think uh, there were a couple other things that I didn't get good enough at to be ready for that level. Um, but I'm going to come back this year and and make sure and be on a mission to be great at those things. Uh, one of those things is on the defensive end. Uh, for this team this year, obviously the ultimate goal is to make the tournament and make a run. Uh, my ultimate individual goal is going to be the defensive player of the year in this conference, and I think that's very possible, and uh, that's what I have my individual sight set on. Craig Rubel, BYU. Uh, what kind of conversations did you have with former BYU players Real quick, Greg, I got to call you out because I was looking on my Twitter the other day and it said, followed by Greg Rubel. I didn't know you unfollowed me. That hurt. <laughs> that, that, one, that, one stung, that one stung a little bit. That one stung a little bit. But, okay, all right. Well, I appreciate the follow back. But, uh, yeah, I've talked to a lot of the – the former players. Uh, someone I talked to a lot was Kyle Collinsworth and uh, his experience, especially with some of the guys on this coaching staff and what they did for his game and uh, they, the work they put in with him. And uh, he's also very optimistic about the future here at BYU. And uh, yeah, we just had a lot of really good conversations about those guys. Jake catch his own sports network. The only with Jake tools and some of you guys joining the roster. Absolutely. Uh, the, the work these guys have been putting in is awesome. It's been so cool to, to go in the gym and uh, see the workouts they've been doing and see the, the reps that the guys have been getting up. And Jake's a phenomenal player. Uh, I've had the opportunity to play pickup with him three or four times, and uh, he's a competitor. He's going to bring a fire to the team. Uh, he brings leadership, poise. He's a guy that's been through a, a lot individually and, and knows what it takes to succeed at a high level. And guys like him are, are going to be great for us this year. The best reaction, uh, just just the boys saying that we get to do the the things that we did last year on the road and and those type of things. Uh, it's really fun to to have that unique opportunity to to be a college athlete and to have teammates that love you and that want to see you succeed. Um, 
I'm really excited to be with a group of guys that cares about me so much, and I care about every single one of them so much. They're, they really are like brothers to me, and I'm so excited for, for another journey with them. aspect of this coaching staff that, that you uh, were excited to work with them in some way? Um, can you point out maybe a couple of those things that, that maybe they talked about with you? Yeah, the, the two biggest things were probably their tenacity and their vision. Uh, they're a coaching staff that's going to be in the gym all day long. I would go into the gym and shoot at 11 at night, and they're up there. I don't know what they're doing up there at 11, but they're up there working. And uh, they're a coaching staff that's going to give it their all, and is going to work extremely hard. And then the vision that they have is special. I think that you guys have all seen that they bring a belief. They bring a belief that the impossible can happen and that something special can happen. And I'm, I'm bought into that. You know, I'm 100% in that something special is going to happen this year and we're going to make it happen. First and foremost, to be a magical year, we got to give it all we got every day. I want to look back at the end of this year and uh, be able to look in the mirror and have no regrets and say I, I laid it all out there every single game, every single practice. Uh, my teammates and I pushed each other every single day. But what sticks with me when it comes to that magic is that feeling when, uh, when BYU was on top a couple years back, when they were making those tournament runs and there was Jimmer Mania and all those things. and. There was just a magic and excitement here in Provo, and I want to bring something like that back here. Yoli Mania? Yoli Mania. I don't know. Probably let's get some, some Jesse Mania. We'll see what he does. <clears throat> Any other questions? Yeah, Sean Martin, KSL. Uh, how much leadership is on this team? Because it's not just you coming back for your senior year, but there are a lot of seniors on this team and, and just a lot of experience that you guys have coming back from last year and the last two years. Did that help with your decision, knowing how much leadership there is? For back? sure. There, there's a ton of leadership. Like you said, a ton of seniors and a ton of guys coming back with experience. I think our guys that were freshmen last year are going to have huge years this year. Once you get that freshman year under your belt, you have a lot more confidence coming in. Uh, you know what to work on in the summer. And then the seniors just want to win. All of us are bought in. We've had our individual success. We've had our individual awards and accolades. We just want to win, period. And we know that for all of our futures, that's the biggest thing is coming out, getting wins, and doing something special. Billy, what's the part of the game that NBA scouts, I think you addressed this a little earlier, but they wanted to work, be working in three-point shooting. You gave you improved on that. Is there another aspect they really want you to work on going into the draft next year? Yeah, the, the defensive end and being able to show that I'm a versatile defender. Uh, I think I'm very capable of being a versatile defender. And I think it's going to be about habits and reps and, and putting in that effort every single day in practice and challenging myself and having this coaching staff challenge me to be the best defender on the floor every possession. And uh, I think over the course of the next few months that we'll get there to the point where I am an elite defender. And uh, like I said, that's my goal. Uh, personally to come in and be the best defender in our league and uh, that's what I want to go do. There you go. That's Yoli Childs. 
good to hear from him. He says he wants to do something special for BYU, and it sounds like the special, based on what he said, is to make the NCAA tournament. You heard him state, "I want my goal is to be the WCC Defensive Player of the Year. The feedback he got from NBA teams is he really needs to be able to defend at a high level, and if he can show that this year, it very much could bolster his opportunities at the professional level. So, it's great news if you're a BYU basketball fan to have Yoli Childs back with the Cougars, and we'll see how it shakes out for him. But this is a team that's set up, I think, to make a run at the NCAA tournament. Mark Pope, you're going to hear from him next, is very excited to have his senior forward back on his roster as they look towards next year and beyond. But let's get take a break here. We'll come back on the other side. You'll hear from Mark Pope talk about Yoli Childs, what he thinks that the staff at BYU can do to help Yoli achieve Yoli's individual goals. So coming up next is Mark Pope. A reminder for you guys that this podcast is available on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and our good friends at the Himalaya Podcast app. They build personally curated playlists for you that you can build yourselves or they'll build them for you. They also have a feature where you actually can listen to a podcast like the Locked on Cougars podcast and they'll find other podcasts that relate to it. Other BYU-centric podcasts or college football, college basketball, whatever you're interested in, they can help you find podcasts that may pique your interest. So check them out. Check us out. The Locked on Cougars podcast on the Himalaya Podcast app. Mark Pope next. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. You are Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for downloading the show on this Friday edition of the show. A lot to cover in today's podcast. You've heard about some BYU football kickoff times, some transfer portal news, our profile of Devin Kafusi, day number 90 as we build towards the Holy War later on this summer. Well, now you're going to hear from BYU basketball coach Mark Pope. Ever thoughtful, always a great quote, always engaging, has got some great thoughts on BYU basketball, and in particular, Yoli Childs and his decision to return to play for BYU. BYU his senior year. So here you go. Mark Pope, BYU basketball head coach, right here on Locked On Cougars. Well, coach, when did you find out Yoli was officially coming back? Um, I found out from Yoli officially yesterday at about, I don't know, four or five o'clock. Um, you know, he's been he's been incredibly generous um, with his time, and, and um, we've gobbled up every ounce of it for the last couple of weeks. And and um, we've got to know each other really, really well. And more importantly, I think what Yoli said today was he's got to know himself, what he really cares about. You know, when we go through these decision-making processes, which we do as athletes a lot, um, it really does give you a chance, the pressure. Like, I don't think Yoli slept for four or five days, right? He's been feeling the pressure and the weight of this decision. Um, but it gives you a chance to kind of see inside yourself and see what you really care about. And he, uh, you know, the way he verbalized that today was almost poetic and it's just from, you can tell it's from his heart and so um, I found out yesterday afternoon and, and then it's been quick quick moving since then. He said that you talk to each other too much which is kind of funny but uh, that sounds like you really wanted him to come back badly and can 
you were just talking about I didn't process, really right? care. Come back, don't come back. <laughs> no, no, I wanted him to come back. And you know what? The more I got to know him, you know, he, he, he let us work with him on the court for the last week. And, and actually, that was when, you know, he's a great player. You always want great players. But getting to get hands on him on the court, uh, that got me. Like, I, I, it just it blew my mind and it got me so excited because he showed me things on the court in the last week that I haven't seen and I haven't had the time to follow BYU really, really closely, but I hadn't seen from him. And he's got a bunch of parts of his game that are just at his, fing- at his fingertips. They're not out of reach. And, um, and I think he has a real commitment to developing right now, and, and I think we're all excited to see what he can do. Did you treat him kind of like a recruit, or did you kind of just let him make his own decision? How much pitching did you do? You know, um, recruiting is a 24-7, uh, seven day, six day a week. I was corrected the other day. <laughs> Six-day-a-week process, um, and recruiting doesn't stop with uh, from when you recruit a player to when you get a player. I think as coaches, we're constantly recruiting the players we have on our roster. I think as a head coach, I'm constantly recruiting the guys on my staff. I think as a program, we're constantly recruiting the fans, uh, the people that care about BYU basketball. Um, so in that sense, I treat all my guys like recruits all the time, right? And um, and and so it was. This has been a really, uh, it's been a, a stressful process for Yoli, but a really rewarding process that we've got to be a part of. Were you surprised at all by his decision? No. Um, just because of the trajectory of things over the last couple of weeks, as we dug in. Um, he, he was he was willing to kind of let us see a little bit inside him um, pretty early, and he is a I think at his heart he is a big picture dreamer believer right that he can accomplish things and that this team can accomplish really special things, and when you see that in somebody it's it's I think I tend to think well if that's really really in his heart there's a good chance he's going to want to come back and do this with these guys right. He loves his teammates. It's been really fun to watch how the team has uh, been involved in this process. Um, he actually talked to a couple of the guys on the team uh, bef- right before he talked to me yesterday. Um, you know, he, we've basically been uh, been tied at the hip for the last two weeks because I, I was stalking him everywhere, right? The nice thing with Yoli is the, the, the uh, recruiting rules are slightly different, right? So, um, but, you know, I, so I think I think we've had a, a thought that this was a real possibility for a while and it's just fun, fun to be here and fun to see how energized he's been the last 12 hours having this decision behind him. How much better does he make your team? He's a really good player and, and I think he's, I do, I believe that he's barely scratched the surface, which is crazy to say because he's so good, but I think his upside is, is huge. I think there's parts of his game that he hasn't really, really uh, been able to dedicate himself to yet, and when he does, I think I think he can rewrite the story about who he is as a basketball player this season. I believe that. I really do. And he's got to focus on doing that, and I think it's going to be really exciting to watch. You talk about working on the court with him. I think his ultimate goal is the NBA, and you've played in the NBA. Is that part of what you can help him with, understand, hey, this is what you have to do at the next level? Well, I could help him with being the worst player in the NBA. I don't <laughs> think that's what he's trying to do. I think he wants to be better than that. But um, but he has a skill set that's a little bit unique, and, um, and he has a skill set that's really, really, man, it's got a chance to really expand. And, um, and so... 
you know, the one thing that I do know is I do know what teams care about in that league, right? And um, so we'll spend a lot of time on that. But the beautiful thing for Yoli right now is his pursuit of of his professional career is exactly in harmony with what's going to make this team special. That's what's beautiful about this. I mean, how often do you have a guy as committed as he did sit there and look at all of you and say, I want to be the defensive player of the year and understand that that's really going to change the trajectory of his career and that is also going to be uh, a foundation of what this team does. Like, when you get those two things in harmony, it's really special. It's really unique and special. Talking about being defensive player of the year, um, how are you going to teach him those defensive tools while keeping his offensive tools that he already has? Well, well, and, and that's the thing. I think it starts with his effort and energy and attention, right? And, and, and I think he realizes that. You know, one of the things that you do is you kind of go through this process you know, of the way his games developed for the last few years. And then and then I think he feels like, you know what, there's I gotta do something more, right? And so that commitment is the beginning of that. It's really the beginning and the end. And the technique and, and putting him in the right positions to give him opportunities to expand his game defensively, that's all part of part of what we'll do, but that's a small part. How soon did you start drawing up a different offense? <laughs> well uh, you know, I think I think Obviously, putting him on this roster makes things really, really interesting. Um, you know, when you look at a roster and you kind of see some problems in terms of of fitting all the pieces together exactly the right way, that's such a... Like, when you do that, you get really excited because you know that you kind of have to find a little bit of creativity to, like, utilize everybody at their very best. And so that's, that's what we got to do. And, and um, you know, we'll, we'll be able to do it. We have a bunch of guys here that are committed to winning right now. And so, and, and so when you have guys that are committed to that, everything else seems to work itself out. How important, how important is just his yeah, leadership? Thanks, and thanks for being here, guys. Appreciate it. How important is just his leadership and his maturity in terms of how old the team is yeah. c- coming back? Yeah. Is, is that a big deal for you guys? Even? It's going to be really important. Um, you know, that one of the things that will that'll give this team a chance to do something really special is the fact that we have seniors. Seniors are magic. You've heard me say this for four years, right? I believe it. Seniors are magic. And that doesn't mean that seniors have magical whole seasons, but seniors usually ring the bell down the stretch, right? Sometimes the, the middle of the season, the beginning of the season can be totally sideways because seniors also have to deal with a lot of lasts, right? But in the end, in my experience, they do extraordinary things and when you put together a group of seniors that are also as talented as these guys are it gives you a chance you got a chance to do something really special and hard there you go BYU basketball coach Mark Pope great to hear from him and he says that they really feel like Yoli's got some things that they can work with and bring out of him he said right at the tip of his fingertips if that's the defensive side of the ball and his three-point shooting in particular, that'd be awesome to see those two things really have a great uptick in his senior year for Yoli. And we'll see how it all shakes out. Like I said previously, this is a team now with guys like Jake Toulson joining the roster, another year's development for Yoli Childs, TJ Haas, Nick Emery, Connor Harding, Gavin Baxter. This is a program that should contend Jesse Wade, who you heard Yoli Childs shout out earlier on on today's podcast. 
this is a program that is set up to make a run for an NCAA tournament, and they should be able to accomplish that if they can win some of these big games and build a resume for themselves because I don't expect them to knock off Gonzaga and win the WCC crown all of a sudden, but if they can get an at-large bid, maybe make the WCC as much as a three-bid league with St. Mary's also looking quite strong entering the season, that would be awesome. It would really show that the West Coast Conference is on the rise. So thank you to Mark Poe for speaking with the media yesterday. Thank you to you guys for tuning into today's podcast. It was good to catch up with you guys. Programming note, like I said, next week we'll have three full-length podcasts at minimum each week throughout the rest of the summer until fall camp starts. If we have to go four or five, we will do it. We'll have interviews, inside opinion, but every day at least you'll have a player profile, which is like a four to five minute mini podcast in essence, the days we don't have a full podcast, but at least three days a week you'll have full podcasts going forward until fall camp begins, but we will fill the time. If we need to do a fourth or fifth podcast a week, you guys know me. I will do it for you. I'll bring it to you. So thanks again for your continued support of the podcast. Please download us on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, the Himalaya Podcast app. Follow along, subscribe, rate, and review. Give us those ratings and reviews if it doesn't take more than a moment to do that, and we thank you guys for doing that. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device, play podcast Locked on Cougars. That way you always stay up to date with all the BYU news that you need to hear about, and that way you can be the smartest BYU fan in the room. Thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of Locked on Cougars, brought to you today, like I just mentioned, by the Himalaya Podcast app and our good friends at Hotels.com. Check them out. If you'd like to advertise with the show, let us know. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love to have you guys on board and represent your brand or company. We'll catch you on Monday. Have a great weekend. This has been Locked on Cougars for May 31st, 2019. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.